Welcome to the ASPI Podcast, where I take you on a journey of my meandering thoughts and experiences, living life on a different frequency. I'm your host, Siobhan, autistic and fierce. Let's flip the script. Hello, Dar. Aangename kennis. Today, I discuss the myth of no feelings. I've come across articles and social media posts and comments about autistic people or persons with Asperger's having no feelings. A myth. Absolute bullshit. Autistic persons are individuals, each one of us unique. Of course, we are all different in the way we experience and respond to people, situations, and our environment. This individuality and uniqueness applies to all people, whether, like me, neurodivergent, or perhaps, like you, neurotypical. Please remember this. Today, I debunk this myth of no feelings through sharing with you my personal experiences as an autistic adult raising an autistic child. Now, for those of you who may not know, there are three types of empathy. Cognitive, affective, and compassionate empathy. In fact, the challenge is that I feel too much. My affective empathy is off the charts something that I will discuss with you a bit later in this podcast. Let me start with cognitive empathy. Cognitive empathy is the ability to know what others may feel and what they may be thinking. Now, to me, this is a learned skill, a skill that I acquired through a lifetime of observing people's behavior and how they respond to certain situations, their environment, and other people. Cognitive empathy, a learned skill for me, and one that did not come to me naturally. Whereas effective empathy, best described as contagious emotions, when you experience the other person's emotions as if it's your own. This, to me, can be crippling. It's an innate response that I have. Not only do I relate to how the person or persons may feel, but I actually physically experience the emotions as if it's my own. So in order to protect myself from these overwhelming emotions... I've had to condition myself through the years to switch off or steer away from emotionally charged situations and people, an act of self-preservation. And then there is compassionate empathy. 
This type of empathy requires you to actually understand the situation that another may find themselves in and how this may affect them. It moves you to assist without really thinking about it. It's a spontaneous reaction to help lessen the load of the person directly affected by whatever situation they may find themselves in. My compassionate empathy as an autistic individual, similar to my affective empathy, is a natural response. I respond without thought, placing my own survival at risk as I give no thought or consideration to my own well-being when this happens. Now, with both effective and compassionate empathy, I've actually had to teach myself to practice restraint, to hold back. The best way to explain this is for you to imagine imagine having your one hand and leg tied to an immovable object, like maybe a stop sign in the street, while your free hand and leg is desperately trying to get away from the pole that's holding it back. But thanks to your other leg and hand being tied to the pole, you can't step into the traffic. However, sometimes those restraints aren't strong enough and you break loose and end up in traffic. Your entire being a bloody wreck as countless vehicles continue to drive over you with no intent of stopping. That is what it feels like to me when I am unable to control my effective and compassionate empathy. Effective empathy can leave me broken emotionally and psychologically, whereas my compassionate empathy can leave me absolutely broke with nothing left for my own family, no time, no money, nothing. An example of my effective and compassionate empathy is probably my dad's funeral. On the day of his funeral, I switched off. It was, it was hard work being surrounded by so much sadness. It felt like being naked in the snow, with huge hail drops pelting down into my skin, bruising me, hurting me, and assault on all my senses. So intense that there was no space for my own sadness. And add to this my compassionate empathy, relating at such a personal and deep level to each individual's own experience of my dad's passing, their loss, their sadness. So, through the years, I've learned that the best way to manage my empathy is by becoming extremely selective as to whom I spend my time with, what I spend my time on, and where I spend my time and resources. In the words of my dad, Jy kan nie alles doen vir Amelie. So goed soos jy is, moet jy eerste achter jouself kyk. Het baatie jy help anders as jy nie eers jouself kan helpie. Now for those of you who don't understand Afrikaans, what my dad said to me quite often was, you can't do everything for everyone. As kind as you are, you must first take care of yourself. There's no sense in helping others if you can't even help yourself. 
and I've missed him for this. He used to keep me in check with my giving and doing, my compassionate empathy. He helped me control my natural reaction to give and do for others without really thinking about the consequences of this in my own life. Self-preservation. I cannot do for others if I'm not taking care of my own needs first. In the bigger picture, what that means is taking care of myself first by putting myself in a better position to care for others. This empathy and the challenges that it comes with is something that I am acutely aware of, something that I briefly discussed with my psychologist recently. It is in my awareness thereof and knowing and understanding myself that I am able to thrive where others may falter. It's accepting my challenges and figuring out how to find a way around it or manage it in a way that enables me to live my best life. So yes, flip the script and I say bullshit to those who say people on the spectrum have no feelings. Absolute BS. Thank you for listening in on the Aspie podcast. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe and follow. I'm your host, Siobhan, dropping the mic until next time. Flip the script. Flip the script.